you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another edition Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got the Vegas Bad Boys here, and welcome to Three Count. We ask everybody, throw your comments in as you see fit. We will try to get them in. We got three good topics for tonight, and we're going to battle it out because I've read in advance, and I'm ready. I'm ready to go in. <laughs> so let's see what you guys say. This is our first topic of the night from Sportskeeda. Com. It's titled, quote, he has no business sense, end quote. Wrestling veteran slams Tony Khan for allowing John Moxley to compete outside of AEW. This is how it reads. Jim Cornette recently shared his displeasure over AEW star John Moxley competing for Game Changer Wrestling days after returning to the ring. He also criticized AEW president Tony Khan for permitting Mox to have matches outside of the company, saying he doesn't have any business sense. It was worth noting that before his AEW return announcement, GCW disclosed that Moxley would compete at their show. The Is that the world? <laughs> WRLD. All right. This is expectedly came as a surprise to everyone, as despite being a contracted performer by All Elite Wrestling, GCW had announced the return first. So this is what Jim Cornette said. Quote, a returning hero, Moxley, he has completed his rehab and he will be coming back to ring, not for the people who paid him all this money, who put titles on him, put him on television, who have publicly supported his efforts to go to rehab and get healthy, and he's not coming back for them? But it's more important that he goes to Game Changer Wrestling and wrestle an indie match where his heart is, his mind, and his talent is? That's what Jim Cornette said. And then, of course, furthermore, uh, furthermore, Cornette also lashed out at Tony Khan, saying that he's no control over his business. And this is what he said, quote, He has no balls and no control. And he has no business sense because he has never done this before and he doesn't know how to tell people what to do, end quote, Cornette. So apparently this, this match took place, uh, looked like it took place on, what, today, the 23rd? That's when we're, we're recording okay. this. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so we don't, you know, well, yeah, and he's going against what looked like that's a homicide at Hammerstein live on pay-per-view on Fight TV. All right. So let's get right into this. I believe this was your story, Mr. Matt Michael, so I'm going to let you go first. What's your take on this? Well, there's some valid uh, points in the sense of I think that if you're AEW, guys like Moxley, uh, Jericho, um, you're, you're big-name guys, so you probably say uh, Paid, Hangman Page, uh, Omega, those guys. 
why? Why are you going to have them wrestle any fucking independent matches? And the reason that we get into this really strange um, way that they're doing this is you're also allowing guys like Brian Cage and Sonny Kiss, guys that you're not using on television and or essentially on the, the main show, you're allowing them to do the indie shows. So does allowing a Moxley on an indie show equivalent them with a guy like Cage who hasn't been on your show? What is the logic to this? There, there's not a logic, a, a lot of logic to what Tony Khan is doing. Uh, yes, they want to wrestle, obviously, but. Um, you know, th- there should be some limitations in place. Okay. How about you, uh, Sin City, man? What's your take, man? I mean, this is nothing new. Um, Jim Cornette, I-, I think that he would spontaneously combust if he ever had to say something nice about AEW, seemingly. Um, so, you know, it, whatever. I-, I get it that he's got an axe to grind. I get it that he hates the AEW product. And I get it that he hates Tony Khan. That's fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Everybody's got an opinion, and uh, they're just like assholes. Some just smell worse than others, and uh, <laughs> his is probably one of the worst smelling ones on the internet. Oh but uh, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Let me. Damn. I I I just chalk you it up to him being. <laughs> I, I just yeah no shit. No, I, I chalk it up to uh, to legitimately um, him just uh, you know being the old man screaming at the clouds. But he has a point. He has an absolute <laughs> point. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Simon Street, you what's know? your take? You know what? I will leave it. Uh, leave it with this one, okay? First and foremost, one pat, one fact. All right, Jim Cornette is definitely disgruntled twenty four seven. I think he wakes up disgruntled at the way he woke up. First and foremost, number two. He doesn't have all the facts because what if the contract that was originally signed with Moxley had that clause in it or where he could do certain independent events? I don't know. We don't That's know. That's why he doesn't know what he's fucking doing. Okay, 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 okay. Because he put it in the contract. Okay, so my thing is if it's in the contract, if it's in the contract, it's in the contract. Plain and simple, it's in the contract. Now well, that's horrible yes. business sense. Uh, yes and no, because we don't know the whole details of the contract. Okay, let me paint an example, all right? So let's just say, for an example, it is in the contract that he would go ahead and be able to do those independent events. But if he did, either he's going to receive a fine or he's going to be taken off, whatever the case may be, I would hope, because we don't have the facts, Michaels, we don't know what is the worst-case scenario if any one of these top talents go and do an indie show, get hurt, or something happens, and they don't have their assets to bring forth to make their show profitable. Do you see what I'm saying? Cornette doesn't know. absolutely known. If you get hurt at one of these shows, show me the contract. Show me the contract. Show me the details of the contract. It doesn't have to be in a contract, dumbass. If you break an arm, you can't wrestle on the show. Understandable. I'm not disagreeing with you. Well, the crowd is agreeing with with Matt. Let me tell you why the crowd is probably agreeing. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And then Sin City Steve, tell me if I'm wrong at this, but come on. Why? You can't have. You are. You can't have your top guy out there fighting in other organizations Especially when he just 
just coming back, just coming back. He's your guy. You pay him all this money. He is the marquee. Listen, some people maybe maybe will put him above CM Punk. It may be Moxley, then CM Punk. For others, it may be CM Punk, then Moxley. Nevertheless, they are one and two. But why is he now being treated where he seems like he's secondary on the second biggest show, biggest promotion, to an indie? Explain that. Well, simply put, I mean, he is the GCW world champion. So he has to defend the title. So, I mean, you can call it whatever you want. You can say that Brett Lauderdale is, you know, shit the bed by giving him the title. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's a great business move on the part of GCW putting the title on him because immediately you're going to have eyes on that show. I know that there are people in my circle of friends that ordered the show tonight specifically because Moxley was going to be on there. So, I mean, he's a draw for that company. Now, you can say whatever you will um, about whether or not Tony Khan should have done this or, do- or not done that or whatever, but the fact of the matter is, is that ultimately how long have we had wrestlers just be confined and shackled and locked down to, to one company and, and, and everybody, everybody wants to talk about the forbidden door when, Oh my God, it's going to be so great that they're going to be bringing in people for the Royal rumble from other promotions. Yeah. Because they can't fucking fill a roster, but yet when other, (laughs) when other promotions decide to do the shit, yeah, you guys rip them to shreds. Cool. Double standard. Awesome. Uh, rip, rip them to shreds? Come on, GCW. Are you fucking kidding me? Your guy, your boy, Mr. Nick Gage there, went into a fucking AEW ring and used a goddamn pizza fucking cutter on national TV. And then you idiots want to blame the WWE for calling them out on it and making sure Domino's knew that, oh, blood and guts is being used with your pizza being <laughs> fucking advertised right after this guy got cut open with a fucking... You know the difference is? The WWE might paint a picture with words, but they aren't going to show Austin Theory's mama with her head bashed in and fucking teeth and shit all over the place. So come on, dude. All right. Hey. Damn, that was extreme as Hey, if you're watching this, we want to know what your comments are on this before we go to our uh, our second count. But man, this is uh, Give Michael's this... a Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is um... isn't that isn't that the wrestler who was on SmackDown? She came out to save uh, someone. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, Lee. Yeah. Oh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> the defender, <laughs> the protector, Pixar's Rhea. <laughs> All right, let's see. We got. Oh, how about here? All right, see someone with some uh, some some common sense here. We got uh, uh, a comment coming in, um, but uh, nevertheless, this is. Um, this is going to be uh, our next topic is going to be pretty awesome as well. So let's get right into it. This one is from WrestlingHeadlines.com. It's titled, Officials Reportedly Disappointed with WWE NXT 2.0. This is how it reads. Officials are said to be disappointed with the WWE NXT 2.0 brand in its first four months, according to a new report from at WrestleVotes. It was noted that officials thought more fans would have gravitated toward the newer superstars quicker than they actually have. Quote, could it just be too much too fast? Either way, I don't expect any changes to the concept just yet. 
end quote, the report noted. It was recently reported how the NXT creative team is no longer independent from the main roster and now falls under, now this is a long title, so check this out here. This falls under Senior Vice President of Creative Writings Operations. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Christine Lubrano and Executive Direct, Director, Senior Vice President, Bruce Pritchard. Okay. So this is, I'm going to go with you over here, uh, Sin City, because this was your story. All right. Uh, uh, officials reportedly disappointed with WWE NXT 2.0. Tell us your thoughts, man. Dude, so here's the thing is this should come as absolutely no surprise to anybody. They took a brand that while it was embarrassing that they did take the L against AEW and head to head competition, but at the end of the day, they did not need to completely destroy everything that they had built up. They did not need to, you know, get rid of basically everybody off of the brand all at once, uh, abandon the uh, the lighting scheme and absolutely everything. And uh, yeah, they seem to think that by doing that, that they would not sacrifice their viewership. Um, and it, it, the, the numbers don't lie. Um, They've been hovering around exactly where they were um, and somewhat below it um, because the, as I'm looking at it, uh, the, the median uh, demographic 18 to 49 was around a 0.2 um, mm -hmm. at the time that, uh, that trip, that trips was in charge that uh, you know, everything was going on um, with the black and gold NXT 1.0 brand. Mm -hmm. Then when, uh, everything changed over to the 2.0 and they uh, decided, you know, to give it a splash of color, turn it in Nickelodeon and, <laughs> you know, do all the kind of shit that they've been doing. Um, now it's a 0.14. Um, so that's a, that's a definite decrease. And keep in mind, they made that move to gain audience, whereas they absolutely have lost it uh, to the tune of nearly 25%, which is insane. But the thing that cracks me up about this, mm -hmm. as as was mentioned, the creative is the same on the main roster as it is with NXT at this point. So I don't know just who they're going to point the finger at, who's going to be the fall person. Oh boy. But uh, probably Christine Lubrano <laughs> is going to be uh, ending up looking for a uh, another job in Hollywood after her thrilling success as uh, an executive producer of Portlandia, uh, working with Mark Marin, um, doing, uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these IFC, uh, shows and, uh, yeah, just languishing in other things, not professional okay. wrestling right. nor sports related. Simon street, please. And that you was a guy who was all about the, uh, black and gold brand. So what's your take? You agreeing with what's being said here or you think differently with the new brand? Um, I think that the new brand definitely is okay. I don't think it's bad. However, as Sin City did say, it did not need to be in such a quick fashion out with the black and gold, in with the tie-dye colors. It just didn't need to. And at the end of the day, what the decision that was made that didn't realize is at the end of the day, it's just us. It's just the same goddamn people that like NXT that's still fucking here. It ain't the new people you thought you were going to get because you decided to take some watercolors and change the logo. It wasn't because you decided to have Braun Breaker be your champion. It wasn't because you had Carmelo Hayes 
in any other else I can name. It's still the same goddamn people as watching NXT. So I don't give a shit what the product looks like. Just give me a good fucking show. Look back at the Walter match Amen. that happened this week. Go with that shit. Okay, quit with the aesthetics. Gunther. Because WWE is not great with aesthetics. <laughs> now, as far as with the person that's doing the storyline, okay, the storyline, here's the thing. WWE has shown that when you put too much on the backs of storyline, on the people that's doing that's doing the writing, bad shit happens after a while. And really, after a while, I'm being nice. In like a month to two month turnaround, you start seeing it trick around the whole fucking show from SmackDown to Raw, all in between. They need to go back to some things that were working for NXT. I think that this was a hasty decision. I think that some of the people that are in charge are flexing and the proof will be in the pudding. Whoever, if they sell and whoever buys this, fine. But I think the proof is going to be in the pudding five months from now. And you're going to see a lot of people get let go. And you're going to see a lot of people that's going to find out that, look, okay. NXT was defined the way it was. Mm-hmm. You're all Matt, fucking stupid. Matt Michaels, come on. It's, yeah. it's, it, the article says it was noted that officials thought more fans okay, would have gravitated. You right there. Right okay. there. You stop it there. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you said because that's exactly it. Okay. What fucking officials? <laughs> Who is the source? <laughs> this is total bullshit. If you read the article as it should be read, it literally is basically saying – you know what? WWE isn't doing what they thought they would do. What did they think they were going to do? Who are these people? That's what it comes down to. You have no fucking concept of what is going on at all in terms of... uh, You notice the only two people they named were the ones who were named in the creative position. That's it. So who are the officials around it? Is it Steve Carino? Is it uh, is it Matt Boone? Is it guys from or Matt Bloom? Is it guys from the Performance Center? Mm-hmm. Is it Shawn Michaels? Who are these mysterious people who are saying that uh, WWE is upset with the results? For fuck's sakes, they don't. I mean, that's the whole thing. They're developing talent, and you can't tell me that they're not. And oh, oh, precious black and gold. Who fucking cares? Steve, you shouldn't give a shit because all those guys are going to your show and ruining that. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with you with the first part of that. They're not ruining the show, but they're damn sure coming over to AEW. And, I, and I'm happy about that shit. Taking all of the, uh, the things that I did like about the black and gold NXT and bringing them on over to Wednesdays. I'm down. It's already started. <laughs> yeah, because Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are just as fucking engaging as they were in WWE. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Says says the guy that thinks that regular raisin bran is the best fucking cereal ever. I don't know. You gotta go. We gotta do our cereal program in another day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! It. All right, all right. You guys I, have said. I got a piece. drink to break Matt Michaels. <laughs> you said your piece. All right, let's get to the third count here and this one is from cagesideseats.com it's titled more aew departures reportedly on the horizon it reads that following leo rush announcement earlier today which is uh january 22nd it said that this aew contract is expiring and he soon will be a free agent hold on give me a second let me uh quickly take this off the screen Man, are we on the next one? All right, there we go. So he's going to be expiring and soon be a free agent. 
and multiple sites have reported that there would be more departures from Tony Khan's company in the coming weeks and months. PW Insider and Fightful Select both says that Rushes is one of the several deals that will not be renewed when they come up. The company does not plan to make announcements about departures and may continue to use performers on a per-appearance basis. And earlier this week, Peter Avalon announced that he's actively taking bookings on the independents again, and Avalon was with AEW from its inception, starting with the ill-fated librarian's gimmick with Leva Bates before eventually transitioning to his, quote, pretty, end quote, indie act and aligning with the wingman stable. Bates tweeted that her former partner was still with the company, but Insider is saying his contract expired recently, so he may be a case where AEW has moved to booking him for individual dates. To conclude, it says Mike Johnson of PW Insider writes of these three other names being mentioned to him by sources when he asked about expiring contracts, Marco Stunt, Joey Janela and Brian Cage, all three are wrestling wrestler fans have suspected could be leaving AEW and insider does note it's possible all three could resign before or resign before their current deals in. All right. So this is your topic here. I mean, the story goes on a little bit, but I think we got enough here. Uh, Simon street. Uh, what, um, what was your take on this article? Well, pretty much my take on this article was interesting because now we're starting to see uh, what AEW as a company is going to do and what are the moves of those said people whose contracts are coming up. We've always gotten a chance from the inception of everything that's happened between AEW and WWE, seeing contracts end, whether it be abruptly or whatever the case, and they come over to AEW. I'm just curious. Now, out of those three names, let's be real here, Okay. I'm pretty sure Marco Stutt is, is, is probably better he stay with AEW. Or if Lord of the Rings is coming out with another freaking movie and they need a Hobbit stunt double, your boy got it. Oh, boy. No disrespect, Marco. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Joey Janela, he's somebody that mm, I I could be wrong. I like the guy, but he's probably better off at AEW. But the big name in there, yes, definitely is going to be um, <clears throat> what you call it, Brian Cage. Uh, that is somebody that I wouldn't wouldn't doubt that WWE would go after. But I say all those names because those are the ones that we know that are coming up. It's interesting to see how what AEW handles these. How do they handle their contracts as they come up? Are they going to resign these people? Uh, are they going to allow them, I'm sure, to just go ahead and go where they have to go, whether it's the independents or maybe if Brian Cage get lucky and goes to NXT or WWE in some form or fashion. I'm just interested, and that's why I picked this article to see what are the next couple of steps. A, because I know Matt Michaels is going to bitch about it, and just like other people are going to bitch about it and cross-examine it, possibly, that they're doing it wrong. Or it may be the type of situation where we have, like, Sin City, Sin City Steve saying that, you know, this is just a normal process, which happens in the industry, and AEW will keep who they want to keep or let people flounder and go wherever they have to go. I just thought it was a really good title. All right, uh, let, really me, good, let me uh, ask article. this. Um, um, Sin City, Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm just. Let me just play. I guess devil advocate, right quick. Marco Stunt, Joy, uh, Janella. So these guys and a few others they named in here who um, that started their promotion. Uh, Peter Avalon. So why, why wasn't these guys pushed to make the company? Why wasn't they, you know, given the uh, the light to shine, and instead of having a lot of other talent that comes from like WWE 
who it seems like maybe they took their sort of positions because maybe you wouldn't have to necessarily have let, you know, guys like this go, you know, if they were given a spotlight to shine. Is that fair or not fair? Completely fair question. Um, the way that I'm going to combat that combat pretty simple. Um, it, it was even mentioned in this article specifically. Peter Avalon was given an opportunity uh, with a gimmick that, uh, you know, they thought would have worked and the the fans shit on it from day one mm -hmm. and it it is what it is peter avalon is a very talented performer but the fact of the matter is it it, it didn't get over with the fans uh he found himself in a jobber stable and it it is what it is now obviously the roster at AEW day one was a serviceable roster meaning that it was it was enough to get them off of the ground. Um, very comparable to, you know, an indie promotion. Um, so, you know, I have no problems with AEW signing guys from WWE the way that they have been doing mm -hmm. and letting their contracts run out rather than cutting them and, uh, you know, causing a lot of issues and possible hardship for those performers. Um, now, obviously... We mentioned Avalon. Marco Stunt, uh, he has mentioned that he wants to go into music, and uh, he has been on, I believe it was The Voice, um, but he is uh, attempting to get into starting a music career. Whatever. That's fine. Maybe that's the best route for him to take. Um, Joey Janela is a guy that he didn't exactly take the best care of his body until very recently. Um, call it what you want, but uh, he, you know, it, I, it was... Uh, Matt Michaels' favorite um, person in the business, Jim Cornette, that called him Jelly Nutella because <laughs> the the guy looked like he had a you know yeah uh, you know a a, a, a freaking jelly belly on him. But um, and then Brian Cage, we've talked about. He needs to go to WWE. They should sign him as soon as his contract's up. So I'm all for letting okay. these guys flourish elsewhere. Let me ask you, Matt Michaels. I mean, it, it, it talked about that. Um, it may be the case where AEW has. Um, um, hold on, I lost my. Oh, here it is, right here. It says that um, that they may continue to use the performers on a per appearance basis. Is this something you think will, you know, something that will work instead of putting them on contracts? Just pay them, you know, on a on a regular performance uh, schedule. So your problem that you run into there is the fact that when you do that. Um, talents can jump to, you know, any company at any time. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the, the reason you have a performer under control, under contract control is because of the fact that they're in your company and you believe in them and, uh, you use them as you see fit. Um, that's it. It's very simple. And the fact of the matter is, is that what this comes down to is that Tony Khan basically lied when he said that he was not going to make his company a company that just hires every single WWE release or talented person out there. Mm. And, you know, he said that back in 2019, but apparently people don't realize that or remember that. Now, I know his father is a successful football club owner. They've been the owner of the Patriots for years. They know how to run things <laughs> and run franchises so well. They are so good at their job. That they've never had a losing uh, season there in New England. New New Eng oh, oh, Jack! They own the 
the ja- the Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jag. Okay, all right. Well, then this makes sense because now it's just a bunch of idiots running some fucking organization oh. that they think they know everything about and they've never had any experience. So wow. okay, no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. It's good. Guys, do you guys want to say anything about that right there? <laughs> dude, yeah, so, dude, Michaels, it, the fact is, yes, when they set out to, you know, to, to start AEW, they probably went at it with that type of uh, an attitude. But then, uh, obviously, they got in there, noticed that there definitely was uh, room enough for a... Uh, an alternative and somebody, you know, uh, another promotion that could actually steal ratings away from WWE um, and call it what you will. But, you know, WWE felt the need to counter program against them. They, uh, you know, they didn't just pull that out of their asses. They had to do it for one particular reason. Oh, they did and, not. Wait, and I'll tell you right now, the key, great joke the by Michaels. Great there. job. Wait, 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 wait to just the kiss his ass. DJ. Impact. The key thing here is that we're not going to sign up every single talented person out there. You can't. And it was one of the problems with WCW, okay? <clears throat> it was that there were too many people under contract. A lot of them were super talented and super great. If you were going to cut down their contracts, you'd be making some really tough decisions because there were a lot of great people under contract in WCW, oh. but you just don't need uh, that many people under contract. So basically what he did is he doesn't need that many people under contract. So those people that he considers non-talented, basically the independent wrestlers he didn't take time to develop Mm. onto his TV product, Uh are now the ones who are basically facing the the counter end of this. So in the warped mind of the AEW fan, this is totally cool. But at the same time, (laughs) the same people who had gotten paid by the WWE are getting paid by them now. And that is the problem. The problem is, is that the guys making money are still the ones making money and that the opportunities that they didn't get for these younger guys, those are the ones who are going to be back to doing the independence for 500. Oh my God. Cyber street. You want to say something to end it, man, man, <laughs> look, look, look at the end of the day, Michaels, I appreciate you so, so much for that lengthy bit of word porn that you always spill out like we're all supposed to understand exactly what you're talking about. But uh, we'll get to that Some on another episode. Well, I sure the hell didn't. Um, but I just take it for what it is, face value. At the end of the day, it's simple. AEW did something that I hope inspires other companies in the future. I don't know if AEW will last another five fucking years. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I can't say yes and I can't say no. That's all I'm going to tell you. I can't say yes, can't say no. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. No, I will tell you this. Let let me goddamn finish. I will tell you that they did something that got under the skin to a certain extent of WWE. And to me, I can live with that. I can live with that 100%. And like Sin Sin City Steve said, they had to counter program. It is what it is. You ain't worried about an ant because if he bites you, it's nothing. But if you step in an ant pile... They, you're going to notice some shit. And that's exactly what it was. So I really don't care what it was. Michaels, I'm not a fanboy of WWE like you. <laughs> Sin City Steve, I'm not a fanboy of AEW. I'm just a person that sees both you. sides. 
It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. sees both sides, but has no fucking opinion. Apparently, <laughs> no, I do have an opinion. My opinion is, is at the end of the day, I'm willing for I don't any know. company, Either any way. company. Hold on, any company with a whole bunch of money and a blank check that gets under the skin of WWE and allow and makes them more ways than one to have to re-strategize or rethink of their product is always going to be a winner for me. Now, whether that's AEW or whether that's going to be whatever the fuck person wants to buy a fucking team uh, 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 a wrestling promotion and cut a blank check i'm cool with it and that's why i, I dig what AEW is doing i dig it what'd you say <laughs> look y'all can laugh at me all you want there's somebody that's listening to this right now that's like you know what hey i'm not i'm not an AEW guy i'm not a wwe fan i'm just a wrestling fan and i appreciate the fact that somebody <laughs> has somewhere to go simon street i'll tell you this bro you just you gotta watch out when you when you sit on the fence because every once in a while you'll get one of those fence posts up your ass, man. Look, it's, that's look, what it's happened fine. right here. It's fine. It's fine. Look, at the end of the day, I like what it's I like. like. It's I like, like what I like. Episode. Look, that's fine. All shots at me. You are on an episode of Chucky, and your death is just getting that fucking pull from the fence straight through your head. <laughs> well, hey, hey, hey. What what I hope does happen is everybody going in on Simon Street gets more people to tune into the Vegas Bad Boys <laughs> podcast, and so we get those high numbers. So if it does that, my service is worth it. I will do it every night Mace. for y'all. <laughs> Soon enough, we're going to have higher ratings in NXT, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, guys. And Steve, and Steve, as soon as CM Punk becomes available, we'll see ya. <laughs> not good. I, I still wish the Vegas bad in. boys the best in their future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this turned into quite quite a fucking mess. Oh, man. <laughs> Any final <That's>... words? <laughs> Let's just go right to that. Stop it. <laughs> and now we got Simon Street trying to be the fucking host. Yeah, I know. No, I ain't just, trying to be the host. I'm trying to end the fucking show. <laughs> it's just turned into a fucking slobber knocker. Well, you already ended the show. <laughs> well, good. Can I go home? Shit. Oh, God. All right, guys. Awesome shit. Let's give our final thoughts, and um, and then we'll we'll officially end the show. All right. So, Simon Street, you go first, man. What you want to tell the good people out there? Look, everybody, stop being a fucking fanboy. If you have an opinion, make an opinion, say something, but don't take yourself seriously because that's the difference between Simon Street and a lot of other people. I won't name no names of one person in this foursome, but I don't take myself serious. I'm just having fun. So, everybody, have a good night. Remember. Shit don't change until you wash your ass. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure those are words to live by. Sin City, Steve, what you want to tell the good people out there? Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, all the people in the chat, uh, it was fun on uh, both Wrestling Talk and here on 3 Count. Yeah. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the all the stuff that you guys do. Um, very special thank you to all the brave men and women uh, serving uh, for our great country on lands, both foreign and domestic. Thank you for doing what you are doing so that we can do what we love to do. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all of your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Awesome. Thank you much. All right, Matt Michaels, what you want to tell the people? Don't forget, February 4th, it's the Mecca and it is going to be something else because of the fact that you're going to get Jacob Fatu versus Karrion Cross 
All Killer right. Cross is back. Kevin Cross is back. And uh, he'll be there with uh, Scarlett. Uh, there will be some uh, meet and greets uh, that are available. Um, check it out on the FSW website. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Brian Cage uh, and Melissa Santos are going to be there. So uh, things are uh, going to be uh, really fun. You got Davey Richards in the match with uh, Brian Cage. And defending the championship in that match is Hammerstone. So you got an MLW wow. guy. Mm-hmm. And you got an uh, AEW guy, mm-hmm. and uh, then you got uh, one of the technically best wrestlers out there in the world right now, with Davey Richards. So, talk about some some great shit going on. Um, there's a lot of other good matches on the card. Uh, you're going to see a four way match between Jay Vidal, Damian Drake, TJP, and Casey Navarro, oh, and that had wow. a chance to just Steal the show if Chris Bay yep. and Matt Vandegrift don't do it. Oh, and by the way, Sandra Moon, the women's champion, ah. will not be defending her belt, but she will be facing Funny Bone. What? So I hope that <laughs> is ready for that because that oh, is going to God. be insane. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, Silver hey. Nugget. Silver Nugget? Dallas. Silver Nugget, man. Okay. Friday, February 4th, 7 p.m. And available on Fight TV for $14.99. Gotcha. Perfect. Um, DeFalco Files, you can learn more about this show. If you want to uh, hear more about it, you can um, make sure you listen on Wednesdays. Uh, they're gonna, I'm sure they're going to talk about it this Wednesday. You can look up uh, last week's show. They've been talking about it as well. Um, it's coming together. So make sure you tune in. To the Defaco Files. Also, this Friday, Nikita Knight and Cole Carter. You'll want to listen to that interview. If you're not familiar familiar with who they are, just Google their names. But also, just listen. It's going to be a names names that you're going to become very accustomed to, and you get to hear about them first here with Vegas Bad Boys. Okay. So with that, we thank all y'all for hanging out with us. Um, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for telling other people about us. Thanks for joining us on our live cast feed. Uh, we appreciate you. We're, we're in this four years. We're going to continue to do this because it's fun. That's why. All right. Until then, we'll see you next week. Oh, we got the, the rumble. It's going to be lots to talk about next week. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Make sure you're on. We want to get your comments on. It's always fun to, uh, to see them come through and, and, and everything. All right. So we'll see you next time. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.